Welcome back, guys, to the Forefront Blitz Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, this is actually being recorded at 8 in the morning right now. Um, CST on a, what is it, Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. So, hopefully you guys are doing well. And yeah, so I do apologize that I did not, that there was no upload. You know, there wasn't anything going on. Um, so yeah, I do apologize about that. But yeah, we're here today. It's a, it should be a pretty good episode. You know, I'm excited about this one. So it should be pretty good. Um, but anyway, make sure to go ahead and rate the podcast, both Google and Apple Podcasts. And as well, just let me know how today's episode was, as always. Also, one other thing is I did create a website for the podcast. Just to kind of, another way to kind of, you know, get out there that, you know, the podcast is the things like every time I upload, I will post it on the blog, on a blog website that I have. It is on an app called Strikingly. I don't know. I guess I don't know if it's an app. I guess it's more like a website, you know, within websites, but it's called Strikingly and I am on there. I will try and get it, and then I'll post it down in the description. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good, and I, I've been posting on there. Also, as well, I've been posting pretty frequently, I guess you would say, on the, on the podcast Instagram page. I just recently posted for Trevor Lawrence. And I forgot to do one yesterday for Mac Jones. But I'll do that. So, anyway, I don't want to keep rambling. Let's get into today's episode. So, the first thing here is now, get this. So, I don't know if you guys heard about it at first when Derek Carr started talking about this full court press plan that he had to, that he had to, um, recruit Devonte Adams from from the Packers next season and uh I didn't know it was going to go this in in depth but his plan is to win the Super Bowl over Packers then sign Devonte Adams in the hopes that Devonte Adams will leave the team and then he'll be able, and then they'll be able to pick him up I didn't know that his full crypt plus plan was going to go that in depth to where he was actually thinking Super Bowl now he now that for a team like them that is much easier said than done, for a team like the Raiders that is much easier said than done. I'm sorry, but I I love his enthusiasm about this whole Devon Adams thing, but I'm sorry you're not winning a Super Bowl, Derek Carr. You're not winning a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I I I don't think you. No. They haven't even made. They haven't even made the playoffs. They can barely even make that. How the hell are they going to win a Super Bowl? But anyway, uh, so yeah, Derek Carr continuing his, quote, full court press on an elongated courtship of former Fresno State teammates and current Green Bay Packers star Devonta Adams. Carr has been really showing his desire to play with Adams again 
in a recent interview on the Chris Collinsworth podcast, noted that tampering rules don't apply to players, only teams and management, so he will keep pressing the issue even though Adams is under contract for another season in Green Bay. Derek Carr says on the via pro football talk, he says, quote, Devon he's one of my best friends. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to offer him whatever I got to offer. I'll buy him a car, whatever I've got to do. I'll offer that man. I know he would fit in great with the receivers we have here. He would fit so well in that room. I'm allowed to say those things. Our organization isn't, but I'm going to say it. He's my best friend. I think he's one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL, end quote. But, yeah, so the whole thing that kind of, I guess, started this was last month that he told he'd push the Raiders to sign Adams if he got the chance. The Packers receiver, of course, Devon Adams, was more political about the process later, telling Mellon that it'd be a dream to reunite with Carr, but he's currently happy in Green Bay. Carr understands the game, simply being honest about wanting to work with one of the be- one of his best friends. Doesn't hurt that Adams is among the NFL's best players. Carr continues to say, "Quote: He's focused on being a Packer, and I know that because I see how he works. I know he works, and I know the, how much it means to him. He's focused on that, and I'm focused on trying to get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Hopefully, he's in it, so I can beat his butt too. That's the plan. Then recruit him over to the dark side." End quote. So, yeah, I mean. Again, I love the enthusiasm out of this guy. I really, really do. I also love Devonte Adams continuing to want to be a Packer despite, you know, with all of this stuff with Derek Carr going on, a lot of guys would get pushed over the edge and be like, you know what, maybe I do want to go over there. You know, start to think that they want to be there, and they really don't. And I, I get, I, I love Devonte Adams's, you know, wanting to stay over there right now and that he's loving it over there. But I also love Derek Carr's enthusiasm of trying to sign him and really showing, you know, doesn't really care what he says just to get what he gets wants to get out. And, but I, I'm sorry though, but you know, again, I, I love everything about what he's done about just the enthusiasm, everything. But it is definitely a stretch to say that you want the Raiders and Packers in the Super Bowl. I, he didn't specify a win, but I'm assuming he means this season. Packers, Raiders, Super Bowl, beat the Packers, win the Super Bowl, hoping Devon Adams then leaves out of frustration, and then they pick up and then they pick up Devon Adams. I'm sorry, but I somewhat think that's a stretch. I mean, obviously he's given his prediction: Packers, Raiders, Super Bowl 2021. 2022, my bad. Ah, man. Ah, I feel bad because it's like I know they're not going to make it. But, you know, I mean, they've definitely gotten somewhat better, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. It's really honestly hard to say. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about that and move it on here is another Aaron Rodgers thing. I haven't talked about him in a while. 
I should just stop saying I, I'm not going to talk about him ever again because every time I say that, eventually something comes up. You got something now here. Aaron Rodgers on if he'll return to Packers. We'll see. You know, man, I want to say that sounds somewhat of a better response than what we've been getting out of him. But at the same time, it's also still so mum about it. He's still so mum about it. And I, I just, there's not a lot to, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of good or bad of anything out of that. You know, hearing we'll see, there's not anything real good about it. There's not anything real bad about it. It's honestly just kind of stayed neutral this whole time. I'd like to say it's going to a better direction. I'd like to see that, but I really honestly don't know. You can't get anything out of we'll see. I mean, it's the most clear response that we've gotten out of him because a lot of times that they asked him and they've interviewed him, he, he's, he's kind of, you know, not really answered towards the direction of that question. He's kind of like hit on it a little bit. He'll hint at some things, but he won't really say, give a full-on answer. And this is a full-on answer we'll see. So if, you, if you're asking me, has this been the most clear question he's, we've gotten out of Aaron Rodgers? Yes, it's been the most clear, the, the clear question. It's it's been the most. It's been the one question he's answered probably the most out of anything. But yeah, so getting to the article here. Whenever Aaron Rodgers returns, or if he doesn't, throwing for the Green Bay Packers remaining NFL offseason's burning question: the ability to sidestep is still in prime form. During live coverage of Tuesday's La Match for in Montana, TNT's Brian Anderson followed a live sh- following a live shot of a bear near the golf golf course. Asked Rogers if he would be back quarterbacking for the, the Packers against the Bears, and then again if he'd be back for the team's season opener against the Saints. Saying, Rogers then says, or he didn't actually saying that his response was a simple hard. Hardly informative, but at the same time for both questions answered, kind of, by saying, quote, I don't know, B.A., we'll see. We'll see, won't we? When asked about the Bears game, he said, we'll see, won't we? And then when asked about September 12th, which is week one, he replied, what's that one? When Anderson clarified it was the season opener, Rodgers once once again said, I don't know, B.A. will see. You know, man, um, that, that, that right there doesn't really sound, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about it either. So I can kind of see that, that kind of, that's kind of like an answer you'd give if you don't if you know something but you don't want to say it because you don't want to make it a huge thing. Even though I guess this is already kind of already late for that, but I mean still. So Rogers has missed action throughout this entire offseason as it when it comes to the when it comes to the Packers um it, you know, offseason process. His dismay only with the team he's played with 
for in the NFL, obvious, but the particular details are unknown. I mean, we've got a we've got a decent amount of ideas. I wouldn't say it's dead on, like we know exactly what it is, but I would say that there's things that we could assume that would be it. I mean, there's only really a couple obvious ones. But yeah, so the reigning MVP did not attend mandatory meeting camp and in just one instance has spoken publicly about his dis- disharmony with the team. Multiple reports since the opening day of the 21 draft have centered around Rodgers being miffed regarding a possible contract extension. During a Monday news conference ahead of the match, four Rodgers spoke about using the offseason to, quote, work on my mental health, but offered no updates on his situation with the Packers. Didn't really offer any updates on Tuesday either. So from Montana, Rodgers once again let the word, let the NFL world that with the words, we'll see how it all plays out in Wisconsin with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. We will see. Um, honestly, we're still at a point. I couldn't tell you what direction we're heading in right now. I honestly couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Uh, it has been so just so blank and so mum that I have no idea. And I don't know if this is the way Rogers wants it. I have no idea. Now this this thing right here, this I'm so excited about. This gets me so pumped for the 2021 season. You have no idea. Holy shit. So I was honestly kind of scared about this. Um I was thinking maybe a couple of players, but the July 2nd deadline has passed and no players opted out for the 21 season. I am so excited. Every player is going to be there for this upcoming game, for this upcoming year, and I am just, man, I am so excited. Officially back to normal football, there might still be some restrictions. I don't know. I mean, if there is going to be – if there's a plan to bring every every single fan – and, oh, actually, actually, before I get to what I was going to keep saying, is I never ended up seeing it to be able to talk about it on here. I guess I was going to at one point, and I, I think I was going to wait to see if it was going to be on the NFL website for the news tab. It ended up not being on there, and I forgot to go to Google to search it up to find it. And I was, I, because I meant to talk about it. But a while back, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't really remember how long ago it was, maybe like a, two months ago at this point, that it was approved for good, that Goodell's, Roger Goodell's um, intention on having every single fan back with full on crowds for the 21 season. I guess that actually ended up getting approved months and months back. And so, yeah, we're officially going to have, we're officially going to have, you know, full crowds again for the 21 season. And we're going to have full players for the 21 season. So this is going to be like a normal season again. So that means I doubt there'll be face masks because what the hell's a face mask going to do when you have, 50, 60,000 people, 70,000 people in a stadium. You know, what, 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 what's a face mask going to do then? Um, so I doubt there'll be any of that. I really, really do. And I also think that – I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, so, again, 
so excited for this. But let's get into the article. So we all know about the 2020 season with all the opt-outs. I believe there ended up being 63, 65, something like that, opt-outs for the 2020 season. I think New England Patriots had about 12. Um, and then just a lot of different random players from different random teams. But yeah, so amid the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously it was a hot spot. It was a, it was still a very hot mess, a very hot, you know, it was a big hot spot still. It was a, it was still, you know, it was still such a major thing by the time that the season started, the 2020 season started. So there was, ended up being like 63 opt-outs. So because like, again, COVID-19, how it was in 2020, 60-some-odd players opted out of the 2020 campaign. There will be no such cases for the 21 campaign. No NFL players are believed to have opted out of the 21 season, per Tom Pelissero reporting on it Tuesday. The deadline, again, for it, for clubs to have an opt-out was Friday, and no such transactions were submitted for Tuesday's personnel notice after the holiday weekend. According to Pelissero, Tuesday's transaction wire officially had no opt-outs. A total of 67 NFL players chose to take the high-risk or voluntary opt-out in 2020, including standouts such as Patriots linebacker Donnie Hightower and safety Patrick Chung, who is now officially retired from the league, former Chiefs running back Damian Williams, Giants offensive tackle Nate Solder, and New York Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley are among the 67 that opted out. In June, the NFL and NFLPA agreed to update the COVID-19 protocols for training camp and preseason, NFL and NFLPA also agreed to more benefits for fully vaccinated players, according to a memo obtained by Pelissero earlier this offseason. Other news that the league is monitoring on Thursday, or on Tuesday, excuse me, are that I'm not going to talk about that. Um, San Francisco 49ers have waived linebacker Nathan Geary. The team announced Jaguars rookie quarterback. Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence's contract signing became official Tuesday per the transaction wire. The Jets signing a free agent offensive lineman Morgan Moses becomes official on Tuesday as well via the transaction wire. That does it for that. And let's see here. Next thing here is... I am so happy about this. A day after Trevor Lawrence has been signed by the Jaguars, Patriots and Mac Jones have agreed to his rookie deal. And I am so excited about it. I am so happy. So Patriots have officially agreed to sign or have officially signed the potential quarterback of the future in Mac Jones, agreeing to terms with the Alabama product. According to Tuesday's transaction wire, Mike Garofolo reports on that Jones, the 15th overall pick in April's draft, will earn roughly $15.6 million fully guaranteed over four years with a signing bonus of about $8.7. Patriots' first-round selection of the 22-year-old signal caller immediately brought a noteworthy dose of intrigue to the quarterback room, which still includes last year's starter Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham who they've had for a little while now. Following an encouraging showing during OTAs at minicamp in May and June, Jones positioned himself for a chance to compete for quarterback one honors. A battle NFL Network's Mike Garofolo recently slated 
the team is gearing up for the summer. Whether or not the promising rookie wins the starting spot remains to be seen as signing on the dotted line, however, marks the official start of his journey toward what could be a bright future under the bright lights at Gillette Stadium. Now, I still, I, you know, as much as I love Mac Jones at this point, up to this point, I'm, you know, and seeing that he got signed now officially and officially a part of the team, I don't think he's going to, I still don't think he's going to start. I just, I can't, I can't get it through my head that I, I just, I can't see any situation where, I, I just can't see any situation where Bill Belichick, one of the most, arguably one of the most well thought over coaches in the NFL. What I mean by that is like one of the most, one of the, one of the, one of the NFL's all time best coaches ever. And one of the best football minds out there. Knowing all of that, I really just don't see a situation where Bill Belichick is going to put his rookie, you know, year one rookie quarterback in a, in a game, you know, in a, to start out a season, you know, knowing Bill Belichick, I, I just, I can't get it through my head that, you know, I just, I can't see any situation where he starts, where, where Bill Belichick starts Cam Newton, where Bill Belichick starts Mac Jones. I still think it's going to be Cam Newton. Mac Jones may know the playbook really, really well. He's had since April. He still has until September. And he's already been on the team now for a couple months. I'm sure about that point he's going to know the playbook pretty damn well. I still don't see a situation where he starts Mac Jones. I think he's going to continue to sit. I think he's going to sit Mac Jones, and he's going to play Cam Newton. The only situation where I could see you know, Bill Belichick playing Mac Jones is either the Patriots do really, really well during the season – and that they're at a point where they don't have anything else to lose, like they could lose games and they'll still hold their, they'll still hold the same position. So he would put in Mac Jones over Cam Newton to, to, you know, to, to preserve Cam Newton. And he would let, you know, Mac Jones play and see what he can get out of him. Or, God forbid this happens, I'm going to knock on wood. That they do really, really bad. And to preserve Cam Newton, because there's no point in playing him anymore, they play Mac Jones. Again, knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But, yeah, so that's that. You know, Mac Jones officially a New England Patriot, officially a part of the team. Yeah, he was a, yeah, he was officially in the league once he got drafted. But, I mean, he's officially on the team now because he's not technically on the roster until he signed. He wasn't technically a part of the team yet. Now he is, realistically. Uh, he was, but he also wasn't. It's like he was there, but he also wasn't really there. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. But next thing here is Defense Secretary has granted Buccaneers cornerback Cameron Kinley's request to play football. So rookie cornerback Cameron Kinley for the Tampa Bay Bucks, former Navy team, former Navy team captain announced Tuesday that he's been granted permission. For the opportunity to attend training camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his defense secretary Lloyd Austin granted Kinley's request to attempt to make the Bucks pr- uh, roster prior to serving 
his commission with the Navy. Kinley's initial request was denied. Kinley, an undrafted free agent, expressed his gratitude for the decision and his excitement at a chance to make an NFL roster, saying, quote, I am extremely appreciative of Secretary Austin's decision, and I am excited to present to represent our fine military in the National Football League. This past month has been very challenging, and I am thankful for everyone who has supported me in any way. Thank you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization for believing in me and remaining patient with me throughout this process. I am excited to get back to work in Tampa with in Tampa Bay with my teammates. End quote. So Kinley's agency also released a statement by saying, quote, Cameron is a fine young man, and we are very happy for him. We talk to every player we represent about our values and beliefs, and one of them is, quote, we are a family and always support one another, end quote. This was no easy feat. We worked tirelessly to make it happen. The statement read in part. 2019, there was an established rule that barred athletes from delaying their military commissions and then was reversed for exceptions. Kinley did not receive an exception, though, and, confu and confusion followed. Most of, most of that confusion seems to have been cleared up for Kinley on Tuesday. And then the very last thing we have to talk about here today is wide receiver for the New England Patriots, Nikhil Harry, has formally requested a trade from the team. Yes, Nikhil Harry requests trade from New England. A 2019 product out of that draft, or I guess, yeah. So Nikhil Harry not yet met his NFL expectations. I don't know if he's met. I don't necessarily think he's met his own expectations that he had pictured for himself. And I quite frankly don't think he met New England's expectations for him either. And his represent, representation believes it's time the former Arizona State star finds a better opportunity in a new home. Harry's agent, Jamal Tucson, announced Tuesday he has formally requested a trade for his client. There was a statement announcing the request submitted to the Patriots, who spent the 2019 first-round pick on Harry, released by Tucson, by saying, quote, for the past several months, I have been working in cooperation with the Patriots behind the scenes to put a plan in place to allow Nikhil to thrive in New England. Uh, this was obtained by Mike Garofolo as well, but this is from Tucson to New England, by, to the team. And then continuing, quote, through two seasons, he has 86 targets, which obviously hasn't met his ex the expectations the Patriots and Nikhil had when they drafted a dominant downfield threat who was virtually unstoppable at the point of attack in college. Following numerous conversations with the Patriots, I believe it's time for a fresh start and best for both parties. If Nikhil moves on before the start of training camp, that is why I have informed the Patriots today I am formally requesting a trade on behalf of my client. Nikhil understands a key ingredient to production is opportunity. He will continue to work hard to develop and refine his craft after missing a large portion of his rookie year to injury. His draft expectations for his NFL career have not changed. We are confident success is just around the corner for him and we will aggressively pursue it. End quote. So Harry just appeared in seven games as a rookie, seeing 24 targets and catching just 12 of them for 105 yards and two touchdowns in Tom Brady's final year in New England, which was 2019. The Patriots clearly were counting on Harry being a significant part of the offense in 19, so much that when they realized they'd need additional help, they sent the second-round pick to Atlanta for Mohamed Sanu in the middle of the 19 season. 
Sanu caught just 26 passes for 207 yards and one touchdown in eight games. His desire, his time before the Patriots was up, concluded in September of 2020 via release at the end of training camp. Sanu's then departure seemed to again open a door for Harry's to make his mark with the Patriots, but his but his but his totals just kept staying consistent with what he already was getting, what he saw as a rookie receiving then just 57 targets out of 14 games in 2020, then got 309 yards catching for two touchdowns. By that point, New England's offense had morphed into an attack that was less about moving the ball through the air than it was on the ground with Newton, now taking snaps as the starting quarterback. And since then, they gained Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and it's going to be... It's definitely going to shape into Welcome back, guys, to the Full Fred Blitz Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, this is actually being recorded at 8 in the morning right now. Um, CST on a, what is it, Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. So, hopefully you guys are doing well. And yeah, so I do apologize that I did not, that there was no upload. You know, there wasn't anything going on. Um, so yeah, I do apologize about that. But yeah, we're here today. It's a, it should be a pretty good episode. You know, I'm excited about this one. So it should be pretty good. Um, but anyway... Make sure to go ahead and rate the podcast, both Google and Apple Podcasts, and as well, just let me know how today's episode was, as always. Also, one other thing is I did create a website for the podcast, just to kind of, another way to kind of, you know, get out there that, you know, the podcast is the things like every time I upload, I will post it on the blog on a blog website that i have it is on an app called strikingly i don't know i guess i don't know if it's an app i guess it's more like a website you know within websites but it's called strikingly and i am on there i will try and get it and then i'll post it down in the description um but yeah it's 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 good and i've been posting on there also as well i've been posting Pretty frequently, I guess you would say, on the on the podcast Instagram page, I just recently posted for Trevor Lawrence, and I forgot to do one yesterday for Mac Jones, but I will do that. So, anyway, I don't want to keep rambling. Let's-